0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump... It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pat down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, HG Nielsen.
2: Let her rip, HG. Yes, TF much Cedric Espes. Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, the AO, tremendous. He got that in the Queen's Birthday Honours in 2004 and he's just kicked on ever since. It's tremendous credit to what an AO can do for you. Uh, the Sumpster, of course, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at the ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, due to pressure from uh, victims of the punt. The Blinkered Knights of Balaclava are now providing relief to those who have dropped a fat wedge on the ASX this week. Uh, a lot of people have been uh, well making poor investments on the ASX, there, but well, let's face it, they've come unstuck. But the Knights know you investors were trying to put in for Australia. It was the Aussie spirit. It came unstuck. Sure, that can happen. You took a chance, you copped a thrashing, but you should not be hung out to dry. That is not the Australian way. The Knights will be in touch with a wedge to compensate you for your losses. Job keepers, welcome to bludging on the blind side and footy festivities uh, in 2020. And another blast of boot frenzy and frolics. Uh, buffs, right-thinking uh, patriots, God Talks to Me Pilgrims, TP Hoard is looking for another role. And, God, can you find one? If you can, get in touch. I'd love to get a few more. Uh, and Mad Football Freaks, HG Nelson, opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. A rugby league. A wonderful week. And at last we are talking about referees again. Yes, while the whistleblowers are taking second, sec- uh, well, set of stage and second stage and wherever else you want to put them, it's the game as we've known and loved it for centuries. Sure. Simple mistakes and awarding tries off forward pass. No wonder millions of fans around the planet are tuning in uh, AFL and the Murderer Drag Channel Seven kicking and screaming over the line with the TV deal between the teeth just before the bounce Thursday night Tigers v Pies at the G wasn't it great to see the uh, the those great sides the, you know traditional rivals Tigers and Pies alongside each other Richmond Collingwood etc. Look it up on the Melways. You look it was all there very dull event low scoring. Uh, I, think, uh, I think I'm think i right in saying that six points in the last quarter, that's all they could manage. A video review controversy about a mark over the line and the spit. I was glad to see they hadn't weeded the spit out of the game. I was worried and it's uh, obviously a big part of the NRL and no surprises there. People love – kids especially love tuning in to see the oyster go south while the AFL is doing it just as well. And wasn't it great to hear the honeyed tones of Bruce and BT back together and harness once again? They're the best in the business. Now, it's not a term I like using, the best in the business, but when I hear Bruce and BT together, I have to think the best in the business. And the honeyed tones, it describes them so beautifully. I mean, the players might have been a bit rusty, but BT was in electrifying form. Apart from the murderer, I think university tests proved that no one is doing more to turn people off the caper and kill AFL stone dead than BT. I mean, his call is just, I mean, it's just, it just makes you want to... Pull a side over your head or at least get down to Bondi Beach and pull a bonce over your bonnet. Uh, it was an Australian of the Year performance right off the blocks Thursday night. The genius of BT is that he calls the game he imagines is happening rather than what is actually happening before him. If only he could squeeze in an imaginary crowd figures imaginary crowd figures into the call, it'd be perfect along the lines of, you know, Golder Collingwood, uh, 68,000 in the house. Uh, forget that no one's in the house. It doesn't matter because the rest of the game is equally fictitious. Uh, yeah, anyway, it'd be a perfect call. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the southerly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember, to step over and have a go, that's the Australian way, and to get a go, that's the Australian way. Now! Well, I'm super excited about this. You can probably hear it in my voice, an unprecedented level of excitement. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man secretly responsible for rugby league biosecurity from the player's perspective, who is now tasked by the man of feathers with running the bio slide rule over all crowds attending fixtures from July 1. If you are interested in going to a game, that's a game of rugby league, uh, register at I'm Gavigan for Rugby and answer three questions. That site again, I'm gagging for Rugby and answer the following questions. Do you love rugby league? Yes or no? Not a hard question to answer. Do you want to see a match? Is Peter Volandis a genius? Yes or no? Now, I agree that there are a couple of stumpers there, but I think if you follow the natural line through it, you'll be okay. Uh, details of ticketing will be forward to you for your chosen fixture, but the process should be uh, needs to be approved by the New South Wales and Queensland governments, and it's very simple. You will arrive at the ground at the allocated time and queue up at the gate marked on the ticket. You know, it might be gate 12 gate 13, et cetera. Once inside through the mag and bag, you will move to your allotted chute. And then after your temperature has been assessed, you will roll into the hanny, Sandy bath area where you will be fully immersed in the, in the hand sanitizer before rinsing off with a hot shower. Once you've togged up, you'll be guided to your socially distanced seat in the grandstand. It couldn't be simpler. You know, look, if you can't get your head around that, you don't belong in rugby league. Fact. That's a proven fact. Now, Warning, nudity is involved, but all bathroom attendants will be fully ticketed to work with a a naked Australian public. There'll be no sickos, no loonies, no pervs involved. (laughs) Sure, it could lend itself to going horribly wrong, but I trust Australia and I trust rugby league people. This man, who believes the whole process can take four minutes, 30 seconds, if the public is ready and prepared for it and wants to see rugby league. Be warned, uh, with a 7.30 p.m. kickoff, you may be asked to arrive at 9.30 a.m. to get through the biosecurity. If there's a big crowd on hand, maybe obviously we'll know how many people are coming and it may be up to 25,000 people. Getting all them through the immersion and chows and so on will take some time. But in trial runs, those who rocked up at 9.30 a.m. were seated with a beer in hand by 9.37 a.m. It can be that quick. The man in charge of the Rugby League Operation BioBath is rampaging Roy Slaven, Roy... Can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny emotion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Ah,
3: uh, no! Yes. Thank you very, very much, HG Nelson. Uh, what a wonderful week for believers, too. Well, it wasn't such a great week for believers, was it, now I think about it? Believers are shaking their heads in disbelief. Mm. See, I thought a lifetime of enforced work for nothing... I thought that was considered slavery. Apparently it's not anymore. No, it's not.
2: We've got to redefine it.
3: We do. We've got to redefine it. No. I don't know what the new definition's
2: going to be. I'm waiting to hear. Are we going to get dictionary experts in like Macquarie people? Oh. Don't get the me started. we need. Yeah, I know. We're experts. Having...
3: God almighty. <laughs> now, as HG has uh, alluded to, well, more than alluded to, he's boldly stated that the AFL has returned... And it's underwhelmed, and these were tacit to HG's comments. KB hated it, Sam hated it. <laughs> he did. They did. It took us back to, well, it took me back to 1970. Mm. And that's a long time between drinks. Mm. Now the murderer must be thrilled. I know. Over the moon, almost he must killed be. It. He's almost <laughs> killed the game stone dead. Too much. So much back. so, nobody can kick anymore. no. No, no one kicks straight anymore. No. It's just mm. a scramble. Mm. No skills. Mm. Low scores. Hawks one goal and a half. Yeah. I think. Well, that's well the murderer. It I know. dips me lid. <laughs>
2: I know we didn't think it could happen. So
3: no, far. so quickly, so efficiently, so effectively. Now, in shocking news, and we might open up about this a little bit later on if we have time. Equestrian Australia has gone into voluntary administration. No. Uh, Sports Australia has withdrawn funding. Do you
2: know who I thought of first? Kaibar TikTok. Thanks very much. Kaibar TikTok indeed. Kaibar TikTok. Mm. Terrible. There. How must the horse feel yeah. today? I know. And all those that were brushed,
3: luckily, mm. luckily brushed. With the TikTok. With the TikTok tail. Yeah. How must they feel? Well, it's uh, not in Australia I recognise. And then again, we've had to redefine all sorts of things lately, haven't we? It's been a tough old time. Now, in equally shocking news, Roger is out for the year. I know. More knee surgery. More knee surgery. Have we seen the last of the Swiss Swiss maestro with an abiding love and respect for Australian past greats like Rod Laver and Roy Emerson? I think we might have, and this is a very, very sad day. Very sad day. Sober. That's sober news. Now, the Broncos and St George are under the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. Are the club's tearing themselves apart. Yeah, It well, would seem that they are. I know, it's just a, One's got a youth policy that's gone absolutely berserk
2: uh-huh.
3: and the other, the, 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 there appear to be two camps... There does. ...in the St George... Te- and it's not St George v Illawarra. Oh, no, it's not that simple. No. no. Something is going wrong in the St George story... Now, I'm wondering with both these clubs that are vital, really, for the future of rugby league as we know it, whether the man of feathers has got to step in. The man, the golden feather man, has got to step in. Right. He's got to step in. He's got Bang to hitch. go into the Broncos' lair and get to the bottom of what the issue is. Seabold, what are you doing? Huh. He's got to get Mary McGregor and St George, sit them down and say, boys, what is going on here? Can I raise a question Why do you hate each other?
2: Hmm. Joint Venture. Joint Ventures. Bronco, St yeah. George, join them together. Oh, wow. I know. Okay. I know, it's
3: a big call. Wow. Two states. Oh, don't know how that, well, if anyone could make it work, he could. Well, Andy's would. Now, VJ Singh, HG, it's not often we talk about VJ Singh, and you might have broken the story here a few weeks ago that VJ Singh uh, was being criticised by many of his colleagues for being a turd. Um for um, you know going into an event that is for qualifiers. Yeah. only not, not for, for the old, not set. for old stages who've won over a hundred million dollars. Uh-huh. Um now because of that pressure and uh, I, I suggest that VJ didn't actually like being called a turd, so he's withdrawn. You've spoken from, to him, Roy? I didn't speak to him, no, no. I didn't feel I need to. Did you get this from Hensby? Me. No, but Mark Hensby is holding HG two thousand and eighty nine, you'd be happy to know. Oh. Great news. Yeah, he, hasn't he, no, hasn't he hasn't moved up. No, he hasn't moved down. up. He hasn't moved down. No, excellent. no, He's just holding there at 2089. Eight, nine. Now, an interesting fact, HG, and a very interesting fact, Cristiano Ronaldo, the great soccer player, mm. he's joined Tiger Woods and Floyd Mayweather as billionaires. Oh. Billionaires. Mm. Now, uh, for any kid's interested in becoming billionaires... It it shows you the road, doesn't it? It does. It lo- it would boxing. seem it would seem that rugby league's not going to get you there. The AFL's nice. not going to get you there. equestrian's certainly not going to get you there. Right. But boxing possible, mm-hmm. golf mm-hmm. possible, soccer possible. Mm. So that adds up three clear paths for any young kitty in Australia with dreams. Dreams, yeah, that's right. Dreams. Dreams of being, of Here's having there. gold
2: to roll in. Right. Or to fill your trousers with gold. Fill your trousers with gold, yeah.
3: Now, uh, a couple of uh, Adelaide Crows stars, HG, have come to blows during training. This this has come at a time when the club culture is being questioned. I
2: know. I think we talked
3: about that last week. We might have brushed upon this. But could I just say, HG, that I think it's a good sign. Mm -hmm. I like it when uh, colleagues, players, start hitting each other. Because... As much as a thrill you might get out of flattening someone, you know, wearing a different jumper in competition, there's nothing quite like the satisfaction of putting a mate on his date. Make of that what you will.
1: Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS PACT and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is
2: Bludging on the Blind Side. And if you want to get involved with the show, uh, and people do like getting us touch uh, in old school style, so H G at abc.net.au. That's royanhg at abc.net.au. Uh, after the uh, magic round last weekend, we were all talking about referees and forward passes. Yeah. And uh, now Peter mm-hmm. Verlanders, uh, the man of feathers, the golden feathers, oh, yeah. is suggesting that he can solve the forward pass issue with a, a, a modification of Hawkeye technology. Really? Now, I've got... <laughs> I've got no idea how he's going to do this because, at least in Hawkeye, one particular axis is fixed, meaning when you look at tennis court, you know where the lines are, you just have to work out with the Hawkeye technology whether the ball was in or out or on which side of the line it fell. There are a lot of of
3: moving parts, aren't there, with a a rugby league game. Rugby league game, yeah. Now,
2: can I raise two issues here? Mm. The rule is the hands have to move backwards.
3: Well, the ball's got to travel backwards from the hands,
2: Correct, but this is a yeah. baffling thing. This is The subtlety of this is not to be underestimated. It sounds simple, yeah. Yeah. but of course in the one uh, which was uh, disallowed the other night yeah. was the hands appeared to move backwards, the ball appears to move backwards, yes. but then due to the magic of – uh, lapse rates or yes. whatever you like to call them, the ball seemed to drift forward. It did.
3: I, either propelled by the wind or by creating its own uh, what low-pressure low cell.
2: Yes, that's right. So the spin mm. yes. is the thing that encourages to do this, yep. to make a left-hand turn or a right-hand turn. That's right, yeah. Now, what are yeah. we going to do about that?
3: I don't know what we can do about that, actually. I've always felt that forward passes and the adjudication thereof is a feel thing. You, you just got to feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you know it in yourself when you see it if it's a forward pass or not. You know, as a player, whether whether it's a forward pass or not. You know, sure there are line balls, and 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 players are putting spin on the ball now that does cause a curving of the ball through the air. Now that could
2: create its problems down the track if it becomes too pronounced. To pronounce. Yeah. Now, are you suggesting that players behind the you know scenes, with their back to the yeah. camera, yeah. are spitting on the ball and polishing it in the manner of a fast bowler in cricket, who's mm. then able to get reverse swing or natural yeah. swing yeah. at a greater rate than without any touch? Well, up we are going to see this. We are. We are. We are. Minties. We're seeing this now. Yeah,
3: we're seeing this now. That, 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 that players can part
2: swing on the rugby league ball. Excellent. Swing on the rugby league board. I love that technical talk. Yes. Now, how are we going to deal with it? Are we going to allow the ball to leave the hands appearing to go backwards? Yes. And then then shoot forward. Shoot forward, yes. Mm. Now, your theory is is the player can't anticipate this. The player has to remain the person receiving the ball. The person
3: receiving the ball has to be behind the person throwing the ball Mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much in the manner of if the player was going to kick the ball forward and receive the ball in advance of the player who kicked the ball, then the same has got to apply, I think, with the new swinging pass. Let's say you... You You could get a couple of metres on it, do you reckon? You might be able to get four or five metres on Um, a a good swinging pass, over Uh, over 20 metres, a long pass. Now, that would be very exciting to watch, especially... If the player could anticipate where the ball is going to go through training, and there's no reason why that couldn't happen. Training.
2: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, that you actually train for yeah, those things. It might change our view of
3: how passing works. We could be entering a whole new ball game here, HG, where as long as the ball leaves the hands going backwards, after that, the ball can do whatever it likes and still remain legal.
2: Right. Now, I know that's something that uh, caused a lot of kerfuffle. Can I raise two questions here? Yep. This was a pass which would have allowed Manly to win the game. Yep. It was pulled back, obviously, then Parramatta won the game. Yes. But the fans walked away. Disgruntled. Disgruntled, Disgruntled. bagging the referee. Now, this was something that said he'd stamp out. Remember that all those years ago when he came to the top job? Yes. I remember it clearly as, as though it was just yesterday. Yeah. Uh You know, it might have been 50 years ago when yes. he came to the top yeah. job. Yeah. Now, he said he was not going to have referees being the subject matter of the yes.
3: post-match. That, that's right. Yeah. He wanted to weed out any disgruntled fans, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah. He
2: thought yeah. that fans losing accept losses fairly,
3: yeah.
2: uh, but they uh, hate it when the referees the uh, cause mm. of the loss. Mm. So, you know, I use those in inverted commas there. Yeah, yep. Maybe yep. the cause because I don't. I, I mean, I'm much more human about these things. Referees make mistakes like we all do. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'm wondering
3: if a bird's eye camera, bird's eye HG, camera would be the
2: thing.
3: Would be the thing,
2: like R- a drone. Yes, a drone. Yeah. So the bunker should be drone equipped. Well, there's no reason why it couldn't be. No, I know. Very, just it's very simple
3: technology nowadays.
2: I know. Why is And you can have, have a drone hovering at all times. Moving along moving with the plane. F- yes. And it'd spot so many things. It would. I mean, that stat that you gave me that Matthew Lodge yes. uh, is, is the, the fastest... fastest player to mm. play the ball That's in the right. whole game That's at right. the moment. That's right. That's right. It's hard to imagine a prop being able to get to his yep. feet that quickly and play the ball. That's
3: right. But he is. now. He that, is. But up you don't need a drone to do that. I mean, you can work that out just with a stopwatch. Yeah. <laughs> but the drone could uh, uh, be the impartial view on whether a pass is forward or not, mm. whether it mm. leaves the hands going backwards.
2: You could get grounding yeah. updates from the drone. You could get uh, quite a lot of uh, offside. Oh, certainly offside. You could police it. 10 metres. I know. Yeah. Now, they're saying that's not being policed by the referees at the moment. Well, that there you are. Well, see,
3: that. The, well, the, the drone could do that. And if the drone would change colour... It could be colour coded. So, we bomb, we bomb, makes a noise. Oh, the drone's gone blue. Someone's offside. Stop the game. Penalty or hand up or whatever you're going to do. Be easy to do. And people that would critical. accept that. Yeah. People would love watching the drone. You get kids just drone dr- freaks. Drone freaks. Thank you.
2: Now. I'm just wondering whether um, it would be able to police on things like, there was a try that was disallowed. I think it might have been Storm, easy match for Storm yep. to have won. Yep. And they got a try pulled back and no one could work out why. Now, that right. may be able to help there too. Yes. Uh, infringement, uh, sorry, what do you call obstruction? Obstructions,
3: obstructions. Yes. 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 It was shepherding we used to call it in the old yeah. days. Yes, yeah. there's Did a you lot happen? of that going on.
2: Yeah, now, shepherding, was that big in your day? Yes, it was. Yeah, we didn't... hated
3: it. There were, the, there were things we hated. The surrender tackle was the most oh, you hated. Oh, no, everybody hated everyone it. hates everyone hates the surrender tackle.
2: There's a bit of that going on. I at know, moment.
3: and I hate it. <laughs> should be weighted out. And what's the man of golden feathers doing about that?
2: Nothing. He hasn't said a word. I oh, know. Not a word about surrender
3: tackle, which is the greatest blight on the game since 907.
2: Now we come to other issues, and I don't want to let this go because obviously refereeing and the yeah. standards.
3: But Flanders isn't suggesting he's
2: trying to get it all to physics, is he? Uh, sadly, I think he is interested in altering physics. Altering physics? I know, I know, I know. It's got, a, it's got rugby league written all over it, altering physics. Good God, how's he going to do it? And what, what, what aspect
3: of physics? Are you talking about classical mechanics? You know, Newton? <laughs> that sort of stuff? Like when things fall over? For every action like there's an equal and opposite reaction? Yeah, I think
2: that's the one he's worried about. Now, can I just let you pause when An and... object
3: will stay at rest unless it's changed by external forces... Isn't that Yeah, all that them? sort
2: of stuff. Yeah. But he's he, got to change this. Yeah. I'd love to ha- see him have a go at Hook's Law too. Hook's Law. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the extension of the spiral between <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. etc. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, can I come to more club matters here? And I don't want to dwell on this, but mm-hmm. St. George... They yes. can't really afford to get rid of their coach. No, they'd have to pay him out a million dollars. Yeah, because it costs too much. Yeah. Now, this, this is, do you see this as Volandian common sense coming to play here? In the past, I think you calculated there was over $100 million yeah. in the last 10, million, 10 years yes. that have been used to pay out coaches who somehow didn't was come Who were
3: somehow up. reemployed a little bit later on.
2: Yeah, $100 million. It's one of the
3: greatest scams. Going. Know.
2: Yeah. So wonder more people didn't get involved in it. Really, I want to become a rugby league coach. Yeah, yeah. why? Because I want to get fired and then get paid out. <laughs> then get paid
3: out. Yeah. Now and then
2: rehired a couple of weeks later, <laughs> often by the club that <laughs> you, fired me two right. weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> now, be that as it may, uh, Dragons mm. coach, they're stuck with uh, McGregor. Yeah. And, uh, of course, some of the old school, Maurice Yammer, one of them, yes. uh, the former Premier of New South Wales, and very well connected in sporting circles. He, he's part of that southern expansion organisation the Fozzies involved in, right. Craig Foster, yeah. uh, and others in the southern part of Sydney. I think they want to have a team that stretches down towards uh, the Wollongong area. Oh, okay. Maybe Hurstville to Wollongong. Right. Anyway, he says, uh, of course, that's part of the St George area. Yep. It's a club whose only ambition is just to be there. Meanwhile, other clubs are competing for premierships. It's simple betrayal of what the Dragons should stand for. We've become a symbol of mediocrity. A imagine symbol that, of mediocrity. Oh, imagine that. The great St George. Oh, no, Eleven on the trot. Eleven on the trot. Yeah, Chang. Puff. Puff. Craig Young. People forget. Constable Craig. Craig. Yeah, bludgeon on the blindside. Bum saw. on. Yeah, bum on. Hitting the advantage Hitting line. Hitting the advantage bum line. line. Bum, bum on. on. Yeah. He pioneered that. I know. And could get the ball away. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Slippery. Slippery Morris. Mm, I know.
3: Lord Ted Goodwin. <laughs> On and on, on they oh, go. On and on it goes, isn't yeah. it? I mean, all those heroes. Reg Gasney. Mm. Chuck Mundine. Oh, Lord. I know. All
2: those greats. Me- mediocrity. Mediocrity. Now, surely this is a something that Volandis has to look at. He can't have teams going around just to be there. Mm. No. They've all got to do something. Otherwise, I mean, it ruins the idea of somehow the refereeing making mistakes. Well, who cares because it's just St George. Yeah. I mean, it's an unequal playing field. It's got to be evened up somehow.
3: Look, I understand in any competition, HG, that you're going to have teams that come last and second last. But it should never be
1: St George. The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
2: And in one of the greatest developments in sports, uh, look, this is world-shattering, that uh, Sydney's Bank's Bank West Stadium, that's the home of the Parramatta Eels, yeah. has emerged as shock contender to host the third prong of the Fury Wilder, um, you know, heavyweight stouch. Wow. There's been a couple already. Now, this is being set down for Boxing Day. Get it? Brilliant. Heavyweight title bout on Boxing Day in Sydney. Brilliant. Now, Dean Lonergan, the uh, man, the promoter who brought Manny Pacquiao and Jeff Horn, yeah. uh to Australia, yeah. pitched the idea to matchmaker Bob Arum six weeks ago. Yeah. The proposal has been closely guarded secret until you learned about it. Yeah. And you talked to me about it. Yeah. Arum told Sky Sports, our friends in Australia are talking about doing this fight probably in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonergan uh, told uh, Roy, when Bob said, our friends in Australia, I'm the one he's talking to. Yeah. I just had thought uh, a thought uh, six weeks ago that these guys can't do a major fight in Las Vegas or New York. Why not come down here on Boxing Day? I know we can get the crowd. We're flexible about the timing. And if they did a one thirty pm on Boxing Day, I mean, yeah. is that lunchtime in the test? I suppose it would be around I'm lunchtime sure
3: because Boxing Day test is pretty important. I
2: know. I mean, what a shot in the arm for Sydney compared with the usual focus of world sport being on Melbourne. Being on Melbourne, yes. And if you could somehow get V8 supercars going over the bridge on the same Mm. afternoon. I mean, they just a... Just Turned a, Boxing
3: Day into a... Festival of Festival sport. of something,
2: yeah. yes. Festival of something. That's how you'd bill it. <laughs> I suppose. Now, <laughs> I is, suppose. This, is this likely? Uh, I mean...
3: Look, I don't know. We'd have to look at social distancing and what... what yeah, what, we're understand. We're, I understand. And, mean, and got the sunny bars and, um,
2: yeah, all, yeah, yeah, and all, all of Yeah, 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 all of that,
3: getting the crowd in, in yeah. and, and all... And, and is a boxing crowd as easy Are they to... Need an
2: educated rugby yeah. league crowd, very educated, no, know what true. they have to do, they nude up, go in the bath, have the shower, the clothes back on and yep, take a seat
3: yep, in the- Yep, we, we, we understand how cricket crowds work. We understand AFL crowds,
2: we don't know, have rugby a league
3: crowds, tennis crowds. We're not... Boxing crowds I'm not so sure about, HG. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is possible. Yeah. I, I think we have, have to have ha- a balloting system. Yeah, and messages we, have say from... We to interview people, I suppose. Uh, you want to go to the boxing on Boxing Day? Why? Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, you're happy to get your gear off and hop in the bath, and are you? Um, and you're happy then to shower off and tog up and sit quietly? No. Ah, well, thanks go. very much.
2: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> another sport. Yep. Next. Try
3: rugby league,
2: you know. <laughs> Look, one thing that uh, does concern me is Fury and Wilder. Mm. I mean, these are big people. These yeah. are big people. Yep. And they'd be wanting to have Christmas lunch. So how does it work? Do they fly down and get accustomed to Australian conditions, say the start of December, yes. with the idea that the bout is obviously four weeks away or three or four weeks away? Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know, where are they going to train? Are they going to family? Own, family. Family. And yep. the kids will want to open the presents and I all that of stuff. I suppose that. that. Yeah, I suppose Dad, where yep. are you going? I'm going out for a 20K run and I'm going to have some raw eggs, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't feel right to me. No. I mean, it's all very well for cricketers because they Used to it. That's what mm. they grow up. That's the culture they grow yes. up in. I'm not knocking people. I'm not saying boxers can't adapt. No, no, and it's a long way for these blokes to come for a fight, isn't it? It is. It is. It, it's all very well if you, yeah. you know, Manny Pacquiao and you're in this, roughly the same time sure, zone to sure. come down and have a go to primary uh, school uh, to because yeah. you think you're going to win. Yeah. But these people have fought each other before. Mm-hmm. They've got an idea of you know what's at stake here. They are.
3: They have. Yes. And would they travel together? Probably not. No. well, I mean, that's could be a recipe for disaster, wouldn't it? I
2: mean, to you would, think you that wouldn't
3: the, want to be the steward on that particular flight.
2: Unless you had a ticket of referee, uh, you know, card in your hip pocket.
3: Ah, oh, yes. You know, so you could yep. say,
2: well, boys, you break, yep. you know. Yep. Don't like the look of that cut above your eye. <laughs> yeah. <me>? You know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sure right. you're going to be ready for boxing. Yeah. No?
3: <laughs> yep. Yep, put it away. Come on. <laughs> Pants up.
1: <laughs> that's right. Come on. You're camped on the blind side, the tent flaps are flapping and you need a big stink from Roy and HG.
2: Now, this doesn't often happen, but uh, the first, um, well, piece of fat today is uh, a repeat of the fat from last week because Dave doesn't have a VHS player who he got rid of it to last week. Oh, yeah. So he's donated back to Bludging on the Blind Side his prize of the official film of the Olympic Games, Tokyo 64. Right. So this is fantastic. This is, I think, Dawn Fraser's third 100 metre uh, yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Abibi Bikila, the uh, marathon man, and of course, Peter Snell your favourite, mm-hmm. the 800 metre, the 1,500 metre. So it's a terrific, it's a terrific
3: pack. Great memories, it's aren't great they? Memories, yeah, yes. yeah, great memories, yes. And a
2: great New Zealander, Snell. He could run, couldn't he? He could. Mm. VHS, VHS, and uh, look, oh. the colour is just as good as a, you know, it's like being there, honestly. Yep. Uh, it's just terrific. And th- this is a great twin pack, so a lot mm. of, uh, viewing here, Volume 4 of the official film of the Olympic Games for some lucky listener who can answer the following question, Yes, Roy. I do have
3: a question. It just occurred to me, Actually, I don't know if the name Snell has ever appeared in a rugby league team. I know we've no. discussed this before, not with reference no, to the name Snell.
2: Gladsby was one.
3: Gladsby was one. we never had a Gladsby or a Zillman. No, we got a Zillman. Oh, we and do have a Zillman, yes. And Gladsby
2: used to play, I think, for the Storm. Don't quote me on that. Right. But the, it I might have been think a there's beginning. been a Snell. No, Snell. It'd be a great addition. It would. If anyone knows of a Snell. Who plays who rugby. Who plays, yeah. Yeah, Texas mm. uh and maybe give their playing record. Points yes. scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number of appearances. Yep.
3: Now, the question, HG, is uh, what is the greatest blight on rugby league? Yes. What is the greatest blight on the game of rugby league since 1907?
1: Australians are considered the fairest, most honest, decent people on earth. Why? Because they embrace the ethos of the Australian Football League, celebrated each week here on The Bludge.
3: Uh, we're joined by uh, Justin from uh, Tumbarumba, I believe. How are you there, Justin?
0: Ah, oh, very well, Roy. How are you?
3: Yes, very well indeed. Dell, how did you? How did Tumbarumba fare with the with the bushfires, Justin?
0: Oh, it gave me a bit of a touch up. Yeah. And, uh, the real problems just starting in the colder climate now because all my firewood has been pre-tested. It's all covered in you know charcoal.
2: Yeah. Oh no, yeah.
0: that's the a, there's something I wouldn't have expected.
2: The, the no, firewood... The knock-on effect. I know, the knock-on effect, yeah. Yep, yep. yep
0: now... Yep. But, like, all, all the natives are coming back. Yeah, looking good. The pines, the pines uh, hit it pretty hard, though, you know. Yes. They,
2: don't they have like not the fire too much. No, they don't. The natives have mm. a lot of uh, built-in... Mm, yes, mechanisms it, bil- to bil- mechanism. recover. Uh, yes, ability yeah. to recover. Yeah. Now, not how would... Ad- I know Tumbarumba does grow a lot of uh, grapes. How did the grapes fare?
0: yeah. That was a disaster this year from all reports. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I've spoken to a few vineyards around the place and uh, they just didn't bother because I think it happened, I think about 2010 or something like that, and the winemakers, you know, just blindly bought the grapes and somebody was quoted as saying it tasted like drinking out of an ashtray. Oh, it would, yeah. The whole crop's just written off with smoke paint now, apparently.
2: That's what they say is it captures the uh, environment
3: that they're growing in. It does. I mean, people talk about still being able to taste uh, the the war uh, from vintages around 1917, or 1914 and 15. (laughs) Um,
2: With that great gunpowder finish.
3: It does. It does. It's it's quite... uh, no, e- yeah. Easy to e- easy to identify, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Now, problem, <clears throat> but on the oh, other yeah, hand, the is Tumbarumba opening up for uh, people for to tourists? Visit.
0: Yes, it is. It's it's opening up um, fairly, fairly surely. You know, I think there's uh, they just. Uh, my wife's got a cafe down here, and uh, they've had a few people here. there one About twenty at at one time, which is, I think, at a limit. Yes. But uh, people are coming from far and wide to support. You know.
3: Yeah, that's you know, good. And, then,
0: and bushfire victims.
3: Yeah. Sure, sure. But what what is the the experience that you're selling, Justin? Uh, you know, uh, what are you encouraging people to come and do?
0: Well, I tell you what. It's, I'm glad you said this right, because at the moment there's a boiling issue down here between there's two two factions: the rail trail and the farmers.
2: Oh, and what you got now, there? Just what?
0: opened up a rail trail. Yeah, but it's it's gone through. F- properties and, and, and upset a few landowners here and there, oh, yeah. and I'm not taking any sides at all, you know, I'm just a, I'm just an asbestos removalist, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> just give us really an idea where the rail trail
2: goes from, though, Justin.
0: It, go, it, it goes from Tumbarumba to Rosewood, which is about 20-odd k's, mm-hmm. a nice, nice easy ride for anyone interested, because, you know, it's obviously an old train track, which mm-hmm. someone told me once that... Can't tolerate more than one in 33, a locomotive, couldn't it? That'd so uh, be about easy right. Easy on the pedal.
2: Yeah, very mm. easy to pedal. Yeah. And does it go past uh, scenic spots or does it go past, uh, you know, obviously, say, farmland? Mm. Um, I mean, what's wrong with uh, having a couple of sheep on the rail trail?
0: Yeah, um, cross contamination, I think. Oh. I, don't know. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. There's all sorts of arguments both sides. But uh, the state government was kind enough to... Chuck a few million bucks in the pot, and it wasn't going to be spent anywhere else. So they make a rail
3: trail, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Now, now, <clears throat> does the rail trail have stops? Can you stop every now and again, and maybe you have know a cup ha- of tea have or a, a Devonshire, a- Devonshire
0: yeah, tea yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that? Parking bays there. Yeah, I
2: think yeah. there are. It, um, it, yeah. And Rosewood. Uh, sorry. Rosewood is that a bigger place than Tumbarumba?
0: Nah, no, no, you a small place. It's, it's, it's sort of yeah. <laughs> Shrunk in size mm. over the years from uh, the old bus driver said once it used to take 80 kids to school out at Rosewood and now there's oh, I don't know 10 or something now listen now I'm, from, I'm originally from Parramatta so I'm not a local around here I mm. rang you guys about uh, 10 or so years ago yeah. speaking about uh, the great man what's his name Hopper Wade oh you yes. would yeah, 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 everybody's yeah, yeah. talking about
2: uh, Hopper now just come <laughs> to a final question before I let Roy set the question now okay um you know, how long's the train not run?
0: Oh, well, the tracks are still there, but um, I I couldn't tell you. I, That's all right. I'd have to get a local it'd be, oh, 50 years, I'd say. Yeah.
2: 50 years,
3: wow. Oh, okay. So, Roy, is is there, any, uh, is there any football competition between Tumbarumba and any of the local towns, other towns? Tumat, yeah, for instance? Yeah,
0: Tumbarumba, Tumbarumba Greens. Uh, but, but I think, oh, look. I, I thought they didn't field a team last year or something, so I don't know. They didn't that's, have a, that's a common
3: story I'm right? hearing, Justin. I'm, it's a common story I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, but I
2: tell you yeah. what, now that we've raised it, Volandis will be down there during the week and Maybe. he'll, he'll talk course. to people and, yep. you know, try and get a team together somehow to at least take on Tumut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roy, yeah. You set out the question. Let Justin have a swing Now, out.
3: Justin, what is the greatest blight on the game since 1907?
2: Oh, the surrender tackle. Absolutely right, Justin. The the official Olympic uh, Games film, Tokyo 64, we'll get it in the mail to you and this twin pack of VHSs will be yours as soon as the postal people can get it to you. Sorry, Roy.
3: Uh, No, uh, someone is suggesting, and and Justin might be interested in this, that there was a Ron Snell uh, played for Eastern Suburbs Roosters in 1966. However, the... uh, Message does go on to say that first-grade games played nil, so he was a reserve-grade player, by
0: the
2: way. Oh, Excellent.
3: Well. The, oh, the, well. At least
2: he pulled on the boots and At least he, he had pulled on the shorts. Yes. This is bludgeoning on the blind side.
1: Bludging on the blind side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up.
2: Yes, Roy, this week I was lucky enough to get a letter from the AFL. Uh, the commission chair, Richard Goiter, and the murderer mm-hmm. signed this letter. Yes. Although when I look at it, uh, you know, there's no signatures. Oh yes, there is. There's a sort of a forged signature there from Gillum. Yes. Uh, now, does the letter smell sulphurous or anything? H-G? It does. Yes. It, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yep. Uh, it starts. Thank you, footy fans. Oh, okay. Not, Dear football lovers or anything like that, thank you, footy fans. Mm -hmm. That's the clear message we want to send to every member and supporter of AFL clubs around Australia as we prepare for the return of football Thursday night Richmond v. Collingwood at the G to kick off a round two of 2020 Toyota AFL Premiership season, the first game in more than two months. It's exciting to have footy back uh, for you, our most loyal fans. It goes on. It sort of gilds the lily. That's the thing. He trails it on. We know how passionate football supporters are. We have seen how club members have rallied around the clubs during pandemic, support which has been so important to clubs to be able to navigate it through unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. Now, unprecedented, of course, is the word of the year. Uh, And this does raise the question of people who played Paid club memberships, thinking they get got something. nothing for it. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. and so it's then, a
3: donation essentially,
2: a donation to the club. Yes. Your ongoing support of the game has been vital through a period as we worked with governments, chief chief health officers, and medical authorities to return to the game and to make sure we did it in a way that protects our players, officials, their families, and the wider community. Mm-hmm. And on and on yeah, it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we get to the uh, nub of it. Mm-hmm.
3: What's he asking
2: for? Well, th- <laughs> more money. Thousands and thousands of, of more of our fans are offering to, to support the game in any way they can, desperate to cheer their teams. Mm. Thank you to every one of you. Wow. That's so, personal, isn't it? Yeah. At a time our game was forced to halt, Something that had never happened to us during depressions or world wars, the Commission's clear position was that we had 18 AFL clubs and 14 AFLW clubs, and we would emerge with 18 and 14 teams respectively. To repeat, we will do that. See, I know. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. We will also continue to support football at all levels. Oh, yeah, I know this old... Yeah. Chestnut. Our commission, the AFL and our game will continue to invest in our next generation, continue to provide opportunities for girls and boys to play the game and continue to provide facilities for those who want to be part of a club and welcome everyone who wants to be part of our game.
3: He must have laughed himself sick when he was writing this.
2: Eh? (laughs) There is a role for you, be that as a player, a coach, an administrator, an umpire, a volunteer, a supporter, a member, a fan or a murderer. Yeah. Let's bounce the ball and get it started once again. Whoa. Whoa. wow. I know. How is. cynical is that? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It? In plain sight. I know. Well, let's they say the uh, best place to hide is closest to the flame.
3: That's it. That's where he is. No it's wonder it smells
2: of sulphur.
1: <laughs> How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
2: Now, Roy, one thing that uh, was a bit of fallout from the McLaughlin letter was that uh, the boss, the murderer, mm. he's confirmed that every club has put their hand up and agreed to hub in other states if border restrictions haven't opened up by the end of the first block of fixtures. Now, mm. I've got to be honest here. I'm not quite sure when the first block will come to an end, but I think it's in three more weeks' time.
3: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. now there are these hubs he's talking about like on the gold coast like on the gold coast yeah. that's right
2: yeah. So there's going to be one in Western Australia and the WA Premier holding firm on not allowing teams to fly in and fly out at the moment. Yes. That's the plan is. There's going to be an AFL hub in WA, 100%. You can lock that in and take it to the bank. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. This is Ryan Daniels telling um, SEN on behalf of the murderer. The details of that, I've got some detail. It's still being worked out. And there's a chance for one more game to be played on the Gold Coast in round six with the WA teams. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that means we're up to round two at the moment, so four to go. In that scenario, the West Coast will play Adelaide and Fremantle. Yep. In that, yeah, and we'll play a team in from interstate and then they would come back to WA and play the derby Mm -hmm. under quarantine rules because WA 14-day quarantine is mandatory. They would play each other in the quarantine period at Optus Stadium. Right. Ah, wow. Uh. So they have two matches. Yep. Playing against each other. Each other,
3: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now,
2: at uh, that point, at least four or as many six, but maybe at least four Victorian teams would fly into WA quarantine and be able to play each other during the quarantine, which was a big sticking point before all of this could be released. So the... The, teams are prepared to play. So the
3: West Australian Premier has fallen over. It,
2: it looks as though in, they've yeah, been okay. dragged kicking and Key, screaming. Kicking screaming, yeah. style. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Murderers said they'll have a full clarity by early next week.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, well, don't hold well, your well, breath.
3: Don't hold your breath, exactly.
2: No. They yeah. might be there for a couple more weeks, but we'll certainly have some uh, for the players by early next week and all the other clubs, clubs that said they'd do their bit. Right. If the borders don't open, they'll cycle through those states and do their bit, and we'll work out a plan on that. With the teams allowed to play each other while quarantining, these hubs won't force the AFL to institute. Well, to buy I don't think
3: they'll be allowed to play each other while quarantining. The well, whole I idea of quarantine that. is that you
2: protect yourself, protect yourself, from and others. protect the I community. Mean, what do Medicos think about, about quarantine? I mean, that's just a rubbish. I, they've got some tame expert who says it's yeah. okay to yeah yeah,
3: yeah 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 yeah
2: play each other. Yeah, yeah. No, that, thing, no
3: that, that that is nonsense.
2: Do you think that if they are on the Gold Coast, I don't I have to be mm. mindful of the news here. Yeah. Uh, if they're on the Gold Coast, mm. are they are the teams subject in quarant-
3: to yeah. quarantining regulations of while the Queensland government?
2: The, yes, and while playing on the Gold Coast, because yep. they have to play the you know the Suns, that'll be a great fixture. Yes. Uh, and then they've got the Brisbane Lions. Lions, yeah. They'll come down to the Gold Coast and play. So they'll yep. be in a bubble. Yep. So they move the whole bubble somewhere they do. and stay in the bubble so they effectively are able to – they don't break the quarantine by moving around. Is that what they're I suggesting? Th- I
3: think that's the suggestion, HG, yes, yes. But it, it, it is unworkable trying to have a bubble in Western Australia. That just will not work.
2: Yes. Ken's been there?
3: in touch, HG, just yes. prior to the news. He says Harold Sloggersnell – Slogger? – was playing as halfback for the Newcastle Rugby League in 1924 – and then changed codes and went on to play three tests for the Wallabies against the All Blacks from 1925 to 1928. Never scored a point in his test career.
2: Wonder what induced him to move from rugby league to rugby, to rugby union? union yeah. Would that be money? No, no, no. no. That's a no.
3: Ironic comment. Obviously, there. Was, Slogger Snell was a bit mad. <laughs> You'd have to say.
2: So, what happened to the Snell line? Yes, we're not sure. Could that have gone quiet for a while and then bobbed up at Easts? Mm. With the uh, well, I, the, I wonder if Slogger was related to Peter Snell, that's, the, oh, the, the, the great,
3: the great uh, Kiwi runner.
2: Well, it's an incredible idea, and let's not forget that uh, New Zealand at that time had a very dominant rugby union team. They
3: did, always have uh, had. Yeah,
2: yeah. same as now, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. That's interesting. Anything else on the text line there before we go to the news?
3: Uh, no, that's all I've got on the Snell story. But Sloggersnell, I wonder what. Oh, that's wonder a... how he earned that superkay.
2: Yeah, wouldn't it be great to have a TV slogger. program, TV program that unearthed great rugby league stories, much yes. in the manner of uh, you know, I don't know, uh, who do you think you are, sort yeah, of thing on sure.
3: SBS. Sure, the sloggers the slogger well, Snell I mean, story, it'd be
2: great. Maybe he
3: played third grade cricket or something and just went the slog.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney, and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than
2: these four bludgers on the blindside. Now, speaking of emails or text, Roy, what have you got there?
3: Uh, actually, just in terms of emails, I'd like to begin by just thanking Barney McClusker uh, for all his correspondence that he's been sending, which has been very, very interesting and we'll be able to share it with people, I'm sure, at some uh, stage. Now,
2: is he responsible for the magnificent poster? No. Now, that's just wonderful. No, that's come from uh, Tony, I think. Tony. Well, thanks Was very it? much to Tony for this incredible handmade Rugby league man of feathers, uh, yeah. Peter Volander's gold in gold. It's just incredible, and I think it's oh, uh, it's laminated. Yeah. It's ready to go. Yeah, cover it's a hole on your yes. yes, don't worry, we'll be. No, Steve. Steve yes, said sorry. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's excellent. Uh, very good. Uh,
3: now, in terms of the text history, Robert Snell played for West Adelaide in the SA NFL in the 1920s. He was also the last player to be personally awarded the McGarry Medal from William McGarry. Oh,
2: the person who it's named
3: after? Yeah. Wow, that's something. That is something, isn't it? Snell. Dwayne Snell plays
2: rugby league in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, that's no surprise, though. Current yeah, New people. Zealand, is it? Yeah, it's I a know. New Zealand <laughs> name, <Yeah>. Snell. <laughs> that's what you'd expect. Yes. They've they just... probably got hundreds of them. Well, they
3: would. They just got the spelling wrong. Now, no. um, in terms of uh, emails, HG, this has come from Leonard. He said, uh, I missed your explanation of where you put the slouch hat after the players run on. He's talking about the rural and uh, regional Anzacs. Han-zacs,
2: rugby Union side. Rugby
3: Union side. is going to be part of If the... we ever hear back from Rugby Australia, which we haven't. Mm-hmm. We, we had the meeting at... Uh, at Concord Oval two weeks ago, you might recall, 3,000 pe- people turned up, everyone happy to play.
2: And they ha- named five teams. They named, obviously, Brumbies, yep. Reds, Waratahs, uh, Rebels yeah. and Western Force. That's it. Five, count them. Yep. And, of course, the sixth prong of that <clears throat> competition is the roo r- 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 That's
3: it. Now, uh, <clears throat> you've missed your explanation where you put the slouch hat after the players run on and before it is lowered as a signal for the crowd to cheer. Yeah. If you had a ceremonial 303 with bayonet attached stuck into the ground, you could rest the slouch hat on the rifle butt. You could even have an ex-player or some dignitary remove the hat and fire a shot in the air to gee the crowd up. Now, hang on a minute. That's not a bad
2: idea. It's a lovely idea, but aren't we imagining the 15 run on... Yeah, with all wearing slouches. Yes, yeah. So we need what fifteen rifles.
3: Well, the way we had. It, well, in terms of Leonard's suggestion, yes, 15 303s. Mm-hmm. That's not we... to suggest you couldn't have the fifteen
2: all on all one blow
3: well, blow off.
2: Well, that'd be fantastic. We'd kids from sc- local school involved, and the crowd would obviously shout out. You know,
3: there'd be bang one, bang two, bang. That'd be a countdown. Yeah, two to
2: tweet. Kickoff, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, talk about the spectacle. Yeah, of bringing something a bit different back to rugby that's rather right. than having some clown like Johnny Williamson waddle out and oh, seeing hey, hey True, True, True Blue. Blue.
3: Well, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, now, uh, this has come from Paul. He says, um, wondering, given your extensive contacts with the rugby league, if you could verify a rumour circulating Brisbane regarding the recent performance of the Brisbane Broncos, you know, they'll beaten be 50-odd blot. He's wondering, um, the next time the team shows a lack of pride in the club jumper and a flog to blot, they'll be required to lead Buck, the horse that used to canter around Lang Park when the Broncos used to score tries. Remember they used to have that horse. Yeah, they did. A Bronco? That was weird, wasn't Buck? it? Buck, yeah. No, that
2: was weird. I know. Seriously weird. I mean, wild animals. Well, the, the Knights had a horse as well. Oh no!
3: Remember the the night going round? Yeah, I mean,
2: what's that about? It's like Bluey the dog. I know, I know, Bluey, Bluey the dog. The dog.
3: That was uh, Gus Gould's wee, yeah. wasn't
2: it? Now these are these state of origin. Are these you know pets? Let's call them pets. Yeah. Looked after in their retirement from their ah, on field well, duties. Well, that's a
3: very good question. Now he's suggesting this is Paul. Is that if they've flogged a blot, they'll be required to lead Buck... Uh, into the middle of the ground and shoot it.
2: Wow. Hang on, we're going to get through a fair few while, horses.
3: Well, while any viewing audience live on television watches on. To uh, add to the cruelty, I suppose. This is a brutal letter. It is very brutal. I, I've never known anything like it. No,
2: this is the... Have you heard
3: of anything along these lines, circulating rugby league? No, I haven't, Paul. I did raise the point with a friend of mine that this approach would only work once. Oh, i but, on <laughs> but my friend informed me that I was naive and that yeah. Buck was like the dog Lassie in the films and the TV series and that Comple- many animals play the same role over time yeah. and they could always
2: find another buck for this purpose. Well, I remember Inspector Rex? Yes.
3: About How many 30. dogs? About oh, 50 dogs yeah, involved. I know.
2: But can I point out, at the moment we've got a crisis yeah. of oversupply of Brumbies in the yes. high country. Can you see where I'm going?
3: I do. How
2: about a Brumby from the high country ending his days involved in some bit of theatre like this? Yes. I mean, sure, it takes you a while to get a head around it. It
3: does. But it
2: would motivate the players.
3: It does. But there'd be a lot of effort, though, getting a Brumby from the high country and transporting it all the way up the Wayne park for the (laughs) blow-off. I mean, that's just... Too much. Too much. Carbon footprint. Much better to have the Broncos go down to the high country Pick up the 303s from the rural and regionals on their way through (laughs) and do a bit of handiwork
2: clearing up the high country. Yeah, true. Getting the ferals out of there. Yeah, true. Anyway. What a cruel letter, though. Yes. And can I point out that's about the cruelest thing we've ever suggested in all our years of doing this show. And mercifully,
3: we didn't suggest it. It was Paul. (laughs) Nothing to do
2: with us. No, mean, we don't can do, shoot the messenger. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all, all we can do is report the facts as we see them. As we them, see them. And bring them faithfully yeah. to the Australian public. Sure. That's what the ABC's all about. But it would be a sober thing, wouldn't it, Well, HG? You don't have to see it
3: once. You, you would. I suppose Channel 7, Bruce, could cover it.
2: Oh. <laughs> And can I point out, this week was a very bad week, I think, for horses on the track, or was it last week? I forget. Mm. We lost quite a lot of horses uh, involved in uh, the of Kings. Yes. So-called.
3: You don't think they were in sympathy going out in sympathy with the Broncos? They were.
2: That's my mail. I suppose
3: Nine would cover it, wouldn't it? It would be, hello everyone. Fatty here, brought him back in for a special
2: event. Would it leave the news? (laughs) Would it leave the news? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: <laughs> now, moving on from rugby league and horse racing, now it's time to add more feathers to his cap. This is uh, this Peter is Peter Verlanders. Uh, yeah, Ivan talking about Peter Verlanders, and now there are three emails HG suggesting Peter Verlanders should take over the Australian car industry. Right, car industry. Yes, manufacturing and get a new Australian car based on our discussion last week. The winks fall in. Four litre, yeah. They're suggesting a Volandis five litre <laughs> as well.
2: A Volandis five litre? Yeah. Are they expecting the petrol price to remain low? I
3: think they are. I think they are. So there are three clear suggestions here. Keith, uh, Richard in Canberra, et cetera, who are calling for Peter Volandis to reboot, kickstart, turn over Australian manufacturing to ensure that we can have an Australian car by the end of the year
2: and he thinks it's possible. Now, can I come to the snapback uh, that um, Mr Morrison talks about, Sooty Morrison talks about? Yeah. He's got a person in charge of the snapback getting, seven, you know, an enormous amount of money Yeah. Uh, and he's also got somebody in charge of rebooting manufacturing as well on an oh, okay. of money. And
3: it's not Peter Volander's?
2: Not yet, it's not Peter Manders, but I've just got the vague Do we know who
3: this is? It's not Jim Molan, is it?
2: (laughs) No, not Jim (laughs) Molan. Sad to see Jim Molan hobbling about. I hope he's all right. Oh. You know, he's he's down in Eden Monaro uh, helping out down there and he seemed to be on some sort of walking stick. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, well, we wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So what we've got here is the idea that the main thing we're interested in is what I want to call, for better or Mm. worse, a muscle car. Or are we going to have a gradation so you might have a black caviar which is a lovely uh, four-seater, you know, uh, not so grunty. Oh, more
3: like a limousine.
2: Limousine, thanks. That's the word I'm looking for. So yeah, yeah. You might it's very comfortable. Very comfortable, the black You can caviar. spread out. In the spread caviar. out, yeah. that's right. Yeah. More room, you know, sure. like, you know, you might get somebody like Barry Humphreys to advertise that. And then, of course, uh, yeah. you know, just a larger figure. Yeah. Anyway, and then when it comes to, so you might start off with the black caviar. Yeah. You've got your Winks. Which is more a muscle car, isn't
3: it? It's speed.
2: Speed, incredible speed. Incredible speed. And you've like got Violandis. 0 which to 100 in point one of a second. Yeah, well, remember, a Goldburn, Sydney at 20 minutes. Mm, now. Yeah. Then you've got your Volandis, which is your the top su- of your supercar? range. Supercar. That's right. So You so r- would
3: compete with your Maserati, with your, your Bugattis, real top end.
2: your Lamborghinis, your yep. Lambos. Yeah, 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 All that sort of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, it'd be right up there with that. But oh. with class <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing that held the Monaro back, as you pointed out yeah. to me early on, was it was designed to go backwards, go backwards, backwards. Yeah. rather than forward. No, no that's class. right. Class. No, this is you know, gonna look good. Low to the ground. Leather seats. Leather seats, fabulous grill. Uh, you know, yeah. a real note. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah right, a note. I'm Four exhausts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Okay. You know, some of these screams, get me and <laughs> burn up the road. What's your name again? Yes. Yeah, what are you
3: driving oh, these days? All right, what you're getting at is a car that inspires confidence. Thanks
2: very much. And A it, car that says we're here to win. Correct. The we sort of car We have a future. That'll get bugger China. We don't need China. Well, do they make it? We've our cars? got the
1: Valandis. This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and H.G. Nelson.
2: Now, last week, I think we broke a story concerning Leichhardt Oval. And uh, remember, the uh, person who won the prize lived in the area and uh, one of the prizes, Joy, in Annandale. In Annandale, and was worried that the development, which I think was going to raise the. uh, But there was joy, joy in Annandale. Yeah, Yeah, fair fair enough. uh, Raised the number of people who could go to Uh, about 20,000 and reinvent the whole, you know, re. Boot and like an oval 2.0 to use the current vernacular. Mm. Uh, But she thought the Greens might have some word against it. But be that as it may, what disturbs me now, and I didn't realise how the fingers of the land is, how many pies they're in. But Concord Oval, mm. which as we know is where we meet for the Rural R- 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 yeah. uh Concord Oval in inner Sydney is undergoing uh, the first major overhaul in more than three decades as a grandstand, uh, grandstands are being demolished to allow construction to start on a $75 million uh, sporting and community precinct. Now, right. the state government in New South Wales has a lot of money, doesn't Ahead it? A
3: hell of a lot of money.
2: Um, it just... I mean, hell got, of a lot of money. It's got all these Volandis projects like Lotto Land, yeah. Lycard Oval and now Concord Oval. Now, yeah. the, multi- million, the multi-use the multi indoor recreation centre featuring courts and rooms for community use will be built over the next 18 months along with head office and elite training facility for, wait for it, West Tigers. West Tigers? Now, hang on a minute. I thought it was for Rugby Union. Yeah, now, there's uh, several things going on here. The spiritual home of West Tigers, surely if it's not out of Campbelltown, it's like Leicard
3: Oval. Oval. Of course it
2: is. And who cares about a centre of excellence when you can have the memories of Golden Boots, Keith e. Barnes, yes. Paul Siranen, Kerry Emsley, right. you know, Kevin Hardwick, the hardest man ever to play the game, yeah. you know, yeah. Blocker Roach. Yeah, I, know. I mean, all those memories there because they would inspire any young kid coming through of once course. they looked at the video That's right. uh, of these great players going round. That's right. The Rugby League club's ex- uh, existing training administrative facilities at the Oval are deemed to be below the standard expect for an Royal club. What? Oh. Below the standard expected for an NRL club. Right.
3: Okay.
2: I mean, where is the benchmark here? Penrith? Mm. Um, apart from the main playing uh, field, the redevelopment will also include a boutique grandstand for spectators and outdoor.
3: A boutique grandstand? Yeah. And That's wait, not rugby league. I know. Rugby league crowds don't want a
2: boutique grandstand. They don't. <laughs> they want a bloody good game to watch. Exactly. Here they've got barbecue facilities, landscaped areas.
3: Landscaped?
2: For a rugby league crowd? 300 pounds. They'd vomit on it. I know, 300 pounds. (laughs) It it says it bears some similarities to Red Fern Oval. When was the last time a rugby league game was played at Red Fern Oval for competition points? Yeah, good question. A long time ago. I can't remember. We might have been there. Well, we were there... Were we there? Has it, no, we were there because, um, as part of the fundraising, yeah. that was involved with getting, getting the rabbits, club back together,
3: yeah, or yeah. get back
2: into competition. Yeah, that's right. We were that's there right. for that. That's right. Now the grandstands have already been stripped of their seats ahead of the main demolition work starting in a couple of uh, weeks. Yeah. The oval was redeveloped in the nineteen eighties as a match venue for the eighty seven World Cup. And it's two grandstands of familiar sight, obviously. Now, yep, yep, yep. the state government in, is uh, funneling $42 million into the root development while the Canterbury Bay Council is chipping in seven, uh, $15 million, with West Tigers wait for this, $18.5 million. I mean... God
3: almighty, where, where are they getting this money from?
2: Exactly. Who's lending them that?
3: Yeah. And how many cars are going to be able to park
2: there? Well... <clears> How big's the car park now? Well, Concordo. Well, I'm not sure what the current car park, but at the moment, and can it's got people frowning. go and
3: park there any
2: time? They can. Okay. Now, wait for it. The train, a train station named Burwood North. Burwood North. Now, you think this would be an opportunity yeah. to name it after a rugby league? Exactly. If it's going to be for rugby it's league, it's going to be for
3: rugby league. It might as
2: well have a rugby league name. Yes. Now, I'm not opposed to the name Valandis.
3: Oh, going well, on to I'm the driver train,
2: train station. No. So, where, where do you get off? Oh, you get off of Verlanders. Yeah, or the big what, V. The big V. What's that after? That's after Burwood. Yeah. Go to Burwood and the, your next stop's Verlanders, you get off there. Mm-hmm. So, a train station named Verlanders on the planned 20 billion plus Metro uh, West, Sydney Metro West rail line between Central and Parramatta will also be less than 200 metres from the Oval. Okay, rail I'm liking line.
3: this. So, rail. there's going to be a dedicated rail line, what, from Central. To Parramatta, to
2: past Volandis. Going Voland-
3: past Volandes yes, and the new Rugby League Centre of Excellence or the for, the West w- for the West Tigers.
2: Now, how much the people of Campbelltown feel?
3: Well, low, well left behind.
2: Left behind. And Ignored. Soon, and soon there'll be no Wests in West Tigers. No. No, no, no. And what's going to happen to Leichhardt Oval?
3: All well, the history, big,
2: all I, the history. I know, that's what disappoints me. People, Joy, loved going to Leichhardt Oval.
3: Well, what about Lidcombe Oval that was the home of the magpies? You know, yeah. Dallas Donnelly, all of that, all of that
2: history. Mm. Where does that go? Mm. Lidcombe Oval, I've forgotten about that. Or Henson Park. Henson Park. H- home of the roosters. Um, yeah. I mean, this is just madness. I mean, how are we ever going to get kids interested if we yeah. just tear up history at this rate? Well, that's why we burn history. You know, yeah. it, it's like tearing statues down, isn't it? I hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. So is this just destroying ovals? Destroying ovals for, for d- d- just pure n- vindictiveness. This is
1: Rugby League. It's Tina, Sticky, Gus, Rabs, and a bludge on the blindside with the probing pivots Roy Slaven and HG Nilsson.
2: Yes, Roy, you broke this story uh, earlier today. Is concerns the... Um, well, the fact that Australia might not have any equestrian events in exactly. 2021. Exactly. Now, this story broke earlier and it did appear, though, there was serious trouble. And I immediately thought, as you did, of Kaiba TikTok. Uh, but Lee Clifford, the former Qantas chairman who heads Equestrian Australians High Performance Panel, has moved to reassure athletes that their Olympic preparations will not be jeopardised by the turmoil that has engulfed the sport's governing body ahead of Tokyo. Gee. Now, I think timing, isn't it? I think if, they, if the games were on this year, i.e. in about a month's time, with the, with the plan was mm. that we'd be in serious trouble. But it does appear there may be a stay of execution. I use that term surprisingly when it comes to horses. Now, uh, Equestrian Australia has entered voluntary administration six weeks out from when the games in Japan were supposed to start. Mm. A situation described as an unprecedented a precedented disaster. Among Olympic sports, by the Australian Olympic Committee President John Coates. An unprecedented disaster. And we live in unprecedented times. And we for do. Coates to come out and say that, you know he wouldn't use those no, words. No,
3: he likely. No, he wouldn't.
2: Unprecedented disaster. Yes. Because I think they thought, hip pocket, open it up, shove a few in.
3: Yeah.
2: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you just come back to people like Andrew Hoy and the Hoy family have won gold after gold well, after gold. Th- well, I,
3: look, I, I think a question, in Australia HG, has produced nine gold medals. For Australia, nine gold medals. It's unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Yeah, the the shock. So, de- what's got? are, are there any, well, is, hmm. any
2: accusations? Is anyone pointing fingers? Yeah. The shock development was triggered by Sport Australia turning off the funding tap to uh, EA. That's uh Equine Australia. Yeah. Unable to continue to justify pouring cash into an organisation which has been wracked by dysfunction, claims of self-interest, and shoddy governance.
3: Oh dear. Well, there it is, isn't it? Shoddy governance.
2: Oh, dear. Australia's most decorated... There's no suggestion anyone's been lining their own pockets, though. I don't think so. so.
3: What, what, they've just been buying dud horses or...? (laughs) Well, Getting the wrong feed or...
2: Yeah, no salt lick, all that sort of stuff, yeah. or breaking the float down, etc. all those things, <laughs> usual problems. <laughs> Australia's most decorated Olympian in equestrian sports, the three-time gold medalist Andrew Hoy, has since weighed in labelling this decision out of Canberra as, quote, very tough but brave and probably necessary. That's Hoy talking. That's Hoy talking. Mm. Okay.
3: Well, what sort of uh, organisation is going to replace well, equestrian Australia?
2: Uh, Clifford, Mm -hmm. uh, chief executive, also briefly an EA board member himself, three years ago said he had been in contact with the Tokyo bound riders, Tokyo bound riders, to reassure them the management of their program would not be affected. He said the panel was ready to work with the AOC on the issue nominating the athletes for Olympics Mm -hmm. when coaches pointed out that must be done by a sporting body. Given EA is now in administration, that potentially problematic.
3: Yes. Yes. So they
2: can't nominate each other. but no. Sport has to do it.
3: Yeah. it has look, been looking after the horses getting too expensive?
2: Is is that it? I think there's a lot of that. But let me yeah. come to a, what you're worried about. And is yeah, we've
3: got so many horses, as you say, in the high country. I know. Some of them would make excellent. They would make excellent equestrian yeah. horses.
2: And then you've got the the one that's trained is the Broncos' old horse. Yeah. And you've got the Knights' old horse. Oh, don't, Buck. Yeah, Buck. Don't tell me that they couldn't. Be yeah. you know saddled up and sure. do the clippity-clop work, yeah. and you know I'm not sure what we're talking about here—a three-day eventer, yeah. you know, or jumping all those weird yes. hurdles.
3: Yeah, you know, oh, and there's the weird, you know,
2: clippity-clop work. Yeah, yeah, yeah some yeah. sort of drugs involved in that, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure there must. Be. Imagine. Training a horse to do that. at well, imagine nuts. trying to judge it. The, the problem is the governance has not been effective at the national level, complicated by the way it interacts with the states. Oh, no. Mm. My opinion, there are too many overheads. That's your point. Yeah. When you add up all the overheads of the states and the national body, effectively run equestrian sport, given the amount of money that's available to it. It can be streamlined mm. and it can uh, still re- represent uh, different disciplines. Oh, I bet you the three-day eventers don't get along with the clippity-clop people. I bet they don't. But uh, has got a federated model. The sport, which involves so many athletes and is widely and successfully participated in Australia, can do a lot better. Strangled by infighting. Oh, infighting! I hate that. EA's turnover on the board has been staggering, marked by the resignations of three chairs and eight directors over the past sixteen months. Holy dooly! Right. Anyway, I don't want to go into it. But uh, Hoy finally said, for an organisation. Uh, of the whole of equestrian Australia, this is hopeful. Hopefully, provide an opportunity to take expert advice. Oh no! Nah.
3: Oh no! Well, that, advice, that's the last straw. We a... the experts in. That's when you know it's all over. But um, I always thought, assumed HG that it, equestrian was sort of more for your well-healed.
2: Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think you need a fair bit to run a horse. I think you do. Uh, I think stabling a horse. Stabling it's not cheap. A, I know. turn it around in the tuzer yeah, 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 yeah. It's all the brush work. You know, with the. Yeah, I Get the pattern right. Yeah. Saddle's not cheap. No,
3: they I mean, cost a fortune. I know. And, uh, and it's got to be one that fits you nicely if you're going to do the
2: clip-clop work. Oh, that's true. The outfit. Yeah, the outfit, the jodpas. Yeah, the jodpas, the tight jacket, yes. the hat, and the hair done. Of course. And it's always got to look immaculate. I know. Hasn't it? You're judged on appearance. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a baffling question. I just hope we can get to the bottom of it and I just hope that at least some representative of Australia, I think we've been, I think I'm right in saying that somehow a question has represented Australia at every Olympics. Or at every Olympics, I think you're right. wrong about that. Nine gold medals. I oh, know, it's a hell of a record. It is a hell of a record. I mean, is
3: it, uh, the, the, uh, sorry. Maybe we just, just go to just...
2: Russia. I don't know.
3: Oh. It's just occurred to me the uh, the uh, the the V-shaped man that the Prime Minister had appointed, is that yes. Neville Power? It is.
2: Big Nev Power. Big
3: Nev Power. Oh, yeah, yes. he very
2: can do. Yes. I mean, if Volandes, for some reason, was taken sick, Nev Power could move into he rugby league. He could move league. right into
3: rugby league? Yeah, very well, can do. Well, why
2: can't we get someone like Neville Power or Peter Volandes to look after Equestrian? Well, of course they could. they do it on Monday morning between 10 and 12. You're bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass. <laughs> Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Now, you mentioned the Broncos before and their problems they're having. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of tension between past and present Broncos. Uh, this is only yeah. this is only I've only discovered this recently. Uh, well, can
3: you imagine how any of the surviving St George players from that eleven wins on the trot? On the trot? How yeah, they must feel about the current crop.
2: I know, or even when they the team that won the flag not so long ago, relatively speaking, it might have been ten years ago. That yes. they won a the flag. Yeah. Now, uh, there's uh, well, the club's fabric is now in trouble. Fabric. It's a new term. Uh, I think a culture is a term that we're familiar with now. With uh, in terms culture, of culture, I
3: understand fabric. I'm a little confused by.
2: Yes. The, uh, there's been a big problem with Anthony Seibold since he arrived in the Queensland capital. Uh, capital, mm. obviously Brisbane. He's under immense pressure. Mm. Three somethings now. The roster is a mess, and players aren't putting in. But uh, issues at Red Hill began long ago. The proud club hasn't won a premiership since 2006. Broncos legend Gordon Tallis, last Sunday, revealed he refuses to return to the place to help with the current copper players. He's not going to help them out.
3: Right.
2: No, this a
3: bit is selfish, on.
2: This uh, Gordon's p- behalf, isn't it? Well, let me... Let Don't me, they need uh, people like Gordon? They probably do. You know, Paul Kent got this for one of the, uh, I think, the Murdoch press. Yeah. Tallis was furious when the current Brisbane player, Matt Lodge, suggested the legend should offer to help turn the team around. Kent says the animosity began years ago when a former coach, Wayne Bennett, began to fall out with former players, including Tallis. You may yes, remember this. Yes, I do
3: remember that.
2: The issue is you go to the heart of the Broncos, They've always they always used to have a barbecue. And this is how simple it gets. This is rugby Oh, you're talking it. fabric. Fabric. Mm. Exactly. Now I get it Not you. the culture. The fabric no. no, no. The, fabric. the culture is what you've got now yes. in the playing group. The fabric is the, fabric the thing, the is larger the, area that's coming. It's is the
3: texture the, the, texture the, the, the that surrounds the, 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 the club. The flavour of the club. The
2: flavour <laughs> of the club. It was one of those clubs that once you've worn the jersey, you was always welcome. So yeah. it was, Saturday morning, barbecue every week. They would just finish their recovery. Gordon would turn up because that's what, That's just yeah. Gordon. The club always looked to after its old boys, and then uh, in the last Bennett years. Griffin was before him. I don't think it happened then. I think it happened with Bennett yeah. having a falling out with a couple of old players. They stopped turning up. So before they're no, uh, no longer welcome, yeah. Cordy and Bennett had a big blue after he finished playing. So there was a – began the breakdown. The breakdown of the fabric is what the Broncos – well, it's the most difficult. It's disappearing.
3: Oh, isn't that a shame. Now,
2: Darren Lockyer is a board member. Corey Parker is assistant coach. And Justin Hodges also works at the club, yeah. although not the NRL our real team. Mm-hmm. But uh, – but the club legends like Tal- Talis and Kevy Walters, mm. the Quints, have somewhat sour relationships with the uh, Hill. Red Hill where the club is at these days. Right. Uh, Kent says the former Rabbitohs mentor, Seabold, did nothing to mend the fabric when he arrived in town last year to replace right. Bennett.
3: So no barbecue. Yeah.
2: Seabold has gotten to town. He started off on the wrong foot of middle. He got up there and he knew there was all the drama with Bennett and Souths and the coach swap and all that sort of thing. He knew Bennett had been pulling the strings while Seabold himself was like a puppeteer. So he arrived in Brisbane where he already had the shits with everybody. Because he'd been watching from afar what was going on. He should have walked in and said, guys, come around to my place. We'll put on put a barbecue. On a barbecue. Exactly. We'll start from zero. We'll get the fabric back together. Yeah, that's what he I mean, should got have the done. the band back together, fabric. Yeah. But he walked in there and he tried to square up a few things. He's done that with Did the media. Did he big note
3: himself? He, yeah. Did he big done, note himself? He, with the
2: media. He's done it with the ex-players straight away. They said, well, mm. mate, you're on Threw your own. Threw his
3: weight around, big note himself. This See, thing? the heyday really for the Broncos, actually, you may not recall this, but do you remember when you could get Brisbane Bronco cheese rings? You batteries. Could, you could get a battery, a Brisbane Bronco battery. Pizza. You could get b- pizza. Yeah. That was the heyday. And players used to drive around like Big Gene Miles. He'd have a boot full of batteries mm. and if you saw him, he'd say, hey, Gene, hey, you know, I batteries.
2: Bugger gone up. down on the car, mate. You got yeah. anything there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Open up the boot. That was your fabric. I know, fabric. Well, remember, of course, dished dowling was, was a central part of that. Yes. You had the prune, the quince and the cum court. Yes. You had uh, Trevor, the axe, Gilmeister. Chock-a-block full of the angry pills. That's right. And people used to wonder how Benny got the angry pills into him. That's right. That was fabric. That was fabric. You didn't have to have a horse running up and down on the no, side. No, I for for that.
3: That was nonsense. It was very exactly. floss. That was exactly. nonsense. It was the barbecue. I know. And cooking up these ideas, cooking up ideas around the barbecue. When <laughs> the player said, Look, I wouldn't mind a Brisbane Bronco cheese ring. What do you reckon? They'd say. Next right. thing you know, you can buy it. But he can't
2: now, can I ask, did that fall foul of HQ might have been uh, in Quayle's day? Yeah. Because the... What, Quayle wanted to uh, a put a, fi- a finger in the pie? He did. I think he wanted a percentage he of did. all of this for the game. yeah, For the good of the game. But yep. they said, oh, no, bugger it. No, Bailey, if yeah. you don't want... If, if we can't have it, you won't have it. That's right. So they knocked it on the head. Yeah, and that became part of the fabric. Exactly. Us and them. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Now,
3: suddenly, with Seabold, they become them.
2: <laughs> now... A second bit of fat for the afternoon, uh, the Olympic Series. Dream Teams, this one, Volume 1, the Dream Teams, the 1992 American Dream Team. Yeah. Now, this is, again, exempt from classification, uh, so this, fantastic. Have we
3: got that poster of Volandis with the man with the golden feathers? We, we have? have.
2: Now, who did this for us again? Was it Tony? Steve. Steve. You suggest it was Tony. Maybe you should change his name to Steve. Steve. It is Now, let's Steve. chuck that in. This is a wonderful poster. Yeah. It's a poster that says, Rugby legs, man of feathers, Roy NHG, HG bludgeoning on the side. That's incredible. That's a great giveaway there. Yeah. The Man of Feathers, such a beautiful representation of him. Yeah. Anyway, so you got your dream team yeah. and, of course, the dream team boss, the Man of Feathers, poster to give away uh, for some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Roy. Yeah, the question,
3: question is, HG, Harold Snell played rugby league in Newcastle in the 1920s. What was his
2: nickname? Yes, and you'll know the number by now, so I'm not giving it to you.
1: Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other
2: sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And we've got a prize in the air, this magnificent prize, of a VHS copy of the Dream Teams, the Olympic Series, of course. This is uh, Volume 1, the Dream Team, the 1992 American Dream Team. And the picture uh, created... Well, it's a it's a beautiful imagining of what Peter Verlandis would be like yeah. with the feathers, yeah. and I'm just wondering if that's some sort of artwork for the car could be based on that image.
3: Well, the car I don't know if you're allowed legally to have mascots anymore, HG, but let's say you can. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why a beautiful golden plume feather couldn't be on the bonnet. couldn't be on the bonnet. Oh.
2: Incredible, where the, uh, like in the olden days, yeah, where the... where the mascot used to yeah, be. Yeah, I know what you mean. Now, who are we talking to?
3: Uh, we're joined by Rhonda, I think, who's joining us from Cairns. How are you there, Rhonda? I'm very
4: well, thanks, Roy. How now, are you? Yeah,
3: good. Now, Rhonda, what's going wrong with the Cowboys?
4: I'm not a Cowboys follow-up.
3: Oh. No, but that's a different so question. I don't really care. You don't care.
4: I don't care. I'm a South Sydney supporter.
3: Oh. Oh, You're a long way from home. Yeah. I
4: know. I know.
3: So how long have you you
2: been in Cairns?
4: 28
2: years. Okay. And does the South's uh, attachment predate the arrival in Cairns?
4: Absolutely. Yes. I was born underneath the um, northern goalposts on Redfern Oval. Oh,
2: oh well, no oh. wonder you're a rabbits person. That's wonderful.
4: What a story
2: that is. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, I know.
4: And
3: wouldn't you love to see Rugby League back at Redfern Oval?
4: Wouldn't I ever. No. I'd go. I'd move back to Sydney just for that. Just for
2: that. <laughs> That's a big call. That is a big it's call. It's the... The great thing about it at the moment is, of course, they've done a bit of redevelopment in that park there. It's just a fabulous yeah. area where, yeah. you, where you think, well, this is crying out for a bit of rugby league. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, right do, you, do you get a
3: chance to uh, to do much uh, fishing, Rhonda? Are you, there's a fair bit of fishing happening your, in your
4: area. I haven't of late. Oh. Um, no. no. In fact – I caught my only barramundi yeah. in the off-season, so I had to throw the, throw the thing back.
3: Oh, wrong time of the year. Yes, yes it was. Oh, bugger.
4: Now, can I ask, uh, with the
2: lockdown easing up, are people inside Queensland encouraged to visit other parts of Queensland and is that happening in your area?
4: Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. okay. I think a lot of people are too... Um, are still a bit tentative.
3: Yes, yes. about yes. getting out. For example, yes. you know on the, the promenade there in town where they've got the, the public pool there that you can just hop in and well, out again, of, whatever you yep. like, yeah. Uh, is that full? Are people still using that?
4: I haven't been down there for a while, but it was closed for a time. Ah,
3: ah be. okay. Be. And the you get a lot of backpackers there, generally speaking. Are there many there at the moment? No.
2: No. no, that's no good.
4: Because a lot of a lot of backpacker hostels have had to close down. Yeah, oh,
3: yes. So yes. The, so the CBD'd be pretty quiet, Rhonda.
4: It is. It is. Sometimes you can go. I mean, I often go in there to go to the market. Yeah, the whatever. markets there. Yep. Fully masked and gloved. I might add. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you can go in there and fire a cannon down the street and not hit anyone.
3: Now there, it's Rusty's markets, isn't it?
4: It is, yes.
3: Now, how are the markets surviving?
4: It's, it's a, a very quiet. Oh. So, um, yeah, a lot of local producers are feeling, like a lot of local businesses, are feeling the hurt at the moment. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah yep, yeah,
4: yep.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, um, so sober. Rhonda, let Roy mm. set out the question and have a swing at it.
4: Now, Rhonda,
3: Harold Snell played rugby league in Newcastle in the 1920s. What was his nickname?
4: Slogger, I believe. It That's Absolutely
2: today. right. The Olympic, uh, the VHS copy of the Olympic series, The Dream Teams, is volume one, and the fabulous poster created by Steve, Stephen Imagined of Rugby League's Man of Feathers. We'll get them in the mail to you, and they'll get there as soon as the post can help you out sliding them. Thank in goodness your I put
4: the VHS player on Mothballs. Perfect. You'll be right.
2: You'll be having fun for months to come with this <laughs> lot. Australian women swimmers have won more
1: gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally with our Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Liesel, Lorraine Crap, and Madame Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on bludging on the blind side.
2: Uh, Roy, good news from Rugby League headquarters. Uh, The NRL is set to announce a funding package to rescue the women's competition. Good. The ARL commissioner... Man of Feathers, mm. uh, is confident all four NRLW clubs will be included in this year's premiership. Right. The NRL confirmed last night the season will start in September and end with the grand final played on that one day in October before the men's kickoff. Oh, well, that's good. So that's excellent. Yeah. So a yeah. double-header there. I think it might be at Mooney Valley along with the Cox and the yes. AFL grand final. So right. that's great. This is starting to build out to – a. I think we just dubbed it the Festival of Life.
3: Yeah.
2: And I think that's taking on a real shape now with the uh, addition of
3: well, the fly of in the ointment is actually nobody knows where the uh, Endeavour is.
2: Oh, right now
3: the Endeavour because we're going to have the Endeavour come, come down in the with the Veronicas. Remember, yeah, I know playing Banks and Cook. That'd
2: be I great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what happens has happened to the Endeavour? Yeah. And remember, well, of what course, happened to the Cook Centre? You know, were talking center, about that I earlier. I know the, the, I know. the, the Cook Centre. The, the, Curability, uh, Colonel. Uh, yeah, and I mean the whole thing... It was $200 million. I know, nothing. $200 million. It was going to cost nothing. They were going to have a cafe, cafe. and a uh, merchandise shop yep. with tea towels and a boat ramp and a bait shop and all that sort of that's stuff. That's right. And I think they Big statues. Well, I'm not sure about that, but oh. they, they might have done something arty there. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, the sh- some sort of swirl.
3: Yeah, a swirl. I like that. You know, but this was the PM's pet project.
2: Wasn't it it was. It was. See, that's what he got elected on, promising yeah. the Cook Centre, and car parked for 20,000 cars. That's right. Now, anyway, the um, going back to the big night... Uh, former NRL star Ruan Sims said it showed faith in the future of the game, the women's game. Really uh, would have been disappointing if it didn't go ahead for all the other people who put in all the hard work to get the game where it is today. As the pandemon- pandemonium of the pandemic grew, so did concerns of the women's game as straight clubs struggled uh, with their own finances. A, Williams, a women's licence cost clubs about 500000 to run. Wow. Okay. Uh, and provides, well, that's money well spent. It is. Provides little revenue. Given but, how
3: much the rest of it costs.
2: Well, indeed. Indeed, you get <laughs> a lot for your 500000 You do. Compared with, you know, anything else. Now, Warriors CEO Cameron George, who said last week his club would not go ahead if the funding did not come from the uh, NRL uh, slash or the government, called the news fantastic. Now, if George Cameron saying – Cameron George, rather, is saying it's fantastic, Mm. then that is a really good – because he doesn't go out on all – No, he doesn't. Very, very sober person. Yeah. Now, this is a bit of a worry, and I'm not sure where this goes, but – In a break with tradition, this is just the headline, the ICC agrees to put sponsors on test shirts. Now... Oh, no. In the past, as you may recall... Oh, no. There used to be three lions on the front of the ICC English English and, uh, you know, the first it was names and numbers on the back of the test shirts. Which I hate. Yeah. Everyone hates it. Yeah. And
3: now it's going to be...
2: Now allowing sponsors logos across the front of them threatens to have the game's traditionalists up in arms. Yeah, well, look at us. I know. Look at we're screaming at them.
3: Screaming. We'll be grabbing our three O threes and heading towards the high country. <laughs> at this way. Looking for a Brumby. <laughs>
2: now uh, now buried deep within the International Cricket Council released yesterday, deep within, they're mm-hmm. hiding it. Right. Announcing interim playing regulations, or relaxation of the rules around signage on test shirts, right. giving sponsors far more visibility than historically been available in the oldest format, meaning the five test series, etc. Yeah. Now, yeah. who
3: are our sponsors for the cricket? Who are they? Well, in the past, it used to be VB or something. VB, someone, wasn't it? and
2: then um,
3: so there'd be a big VB B- on the front of the.
2: Well, Commonwealth Bank was there for a long Commonwealth time. Commonwealth Bank, long yes, time. and then there's. Test sponsors, so the other side get a go. Uh,
3: orange might have been
2: orange. a sponsor at one stage. That could easily be. Yeah. The, the I think they did have a little logo. The future's bright, the future's orange. That's it. Yeah, but their little logos is different. Little this is logo. Yeah. Now, look, what happens? The governing body has confirmed COVID-era rule updates, including allowance of replacement players, showing symptoms of the virus. Five uh, run penalty for repeated use of sal- saliva on the ball. Oh, Yeah. And non neutral umpires and additional unsuccessful DRS, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The mm. most glaring change is the visual sense, is the addition of on the front of the shirt, right? Now, such logos previously were out of bounds. Yep, the approval of 36 qu- square inch logos. So, is that four by eight? Oh, wow, yeah, four by eight. That's 32 square inches, yeah. old school. Across the front of the shirt, sweaters, uh, 12 months. It's given from Dubai after a quest for one of the, uh, the sport's less powerful nations in a bid to drive more commercial revenue oh, during the crisis times, the unprecedented times we're living through. the mm-hmm. rules apply in the first test, uh, now I think it's the West Indies, sponsored by Caribbean Hotel Group, three-match series against England, who also reportedly be exploring options. Oh, I don't know who yeah. they're going to get. Who are they going to get? Who's gonna well, get
3: I'm, I'm, just, I'm sick of these money grabs. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. I mean surely we can keep something a slightly unsullied. Well, as as the the, the the uniform worn by our test crew it should be just to the baggy
2: green. I know. Well what gets me here That is should be the only defining characteristic. I know. What we get here is we've got a cutback sport, so it's sport, not some sort of corporate
3: corporatization. You know, yes, that's uh, what kills everything.
2: I know, and so you've got these people who are travelling around the world with thirty-two square yes. inches on the front of their shirt saying, yep. you know whatever it is they want to say." Yep. Billabong surfboards, sure, and it just doesn't work. I mean, the sure. uh, I'd
3: be happier if the if the players agreed less money. Well, I don't know about less money, but if they agree just to talk up the sponsors in any interviews, they do. Oh, what a great so, idea. So Jimmy Maxwell talks to them, you know, well, Steve, how'd you go with the batting? Lovely, you know, 102 not out. How'd it feel out there? Oh, it was great. I'm going to have some VBs now, Jim.
2: Yeah, I'm reaching I'm for gonna a VB. I'm
3: going to have a skinful, Jim. Yeah.
2: All right.
3: Let's yeah, or was- I'm going to the Commonwealth Bank now to get some money out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's a much better idea. Much better idea. Especially if you said it on the ABC. Yes. Because that'd really <laughs> slip by and keep it quite easily. Cricket Australia may also look at taking advantage of the loophole as it attempts to strip millions in spending out of the organization. I mean, ah. in the past we had one coach. Yeah. Now we seem to have 50 coaches. Yep. I mean, when you look at them warming up, there are thousands of people on the ground. We've got to get rid of all of that. We do. Players need to practice, yep. come and play, and then have a nice chat with Jimmy Maxwell about where they're going next. And what they're going to be doing there, I, as in what I'm going to be consuming? Yeah, I mean I Nando's really. chicken, I don't mind. Well, who are they sponsoring now? Well, I think they're <laughs> I think they're sponsoring the Kiwis. <laughs> what about the Indians? What have they got? Singer beer or something? They got singer beer and, and those bats. So it'd be singer beer versus VB. Ooh, Ooh.
4: now you're I talking.
2: People persuaded to put in a <laughs> sly dig for singer beer. Yeah. So you know, oh, Steve, etc. Anyway, well, that's about it for bludging on the blind side, Roy. Yeah. Finding final thought.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to know. I'm just throwing it out there, HG. I
2: wonder why Jock hates Laura on MasterChef. Oh, what is that about? I know. But that's the editors cutting it the way they want to see it. I suppose. That's it for The Blind Side. See you next week.
1: It's a captain's call, thanks, Rip. Blokes, let's have a bludge on The Blind Side with Roy and HG.
2: Hi there, bludges. HG Nelson with a quick reminder that the ABC has great... Podcasts, Roy. What are some of them? They do. I, I enjoy
3: Norman Swan's podcast. Yes. I enjoy Conversations, she. I enjoy the Phil Davis podcast. That's beauty. It's tremendous stuff.
2: And then we got the best of Grandstand in the Outer Sanctum.
3: Haven't heard that yet. Looking forward to it.